All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the road at room 203 of the Country Inn and Suites presented by Radisson in Columbia, Missouri. And I am here today with Matt Thorman. Everybody knows Matt. And our special guest, Brandon Hale. Brandon, how are we doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Fantastic. Yeah, we all, we all just traveled down to Columbia last night. Uh, we played Kirksville Country Club yesterday for a tournament. And then uh, we have another one today at Columbia Country Club. And we decided to take the uh, the dreaded North Missouri Triangle, Kansas City to Kirksville, Kirksville to Columbia, Columbia back to Kansas City, and uh, we don't tee off until probably what you got like one twenty. You're one twenty. You're one twenty. You're one. I'm one. I'm one thirty. I'm one thirty. So yeah, but um, we all we all came down together and we decided to do a recording on the road, and we're going to do a, a recap of yesterday's fun fun events. Action packed. It wasn't just action packed. It was action packed with a break, and then another break, followed by another break, and then a lot of wind. I mean, it was it was just extremely windy all day long. But uh, I mean, we got up there. We got up there, you know, pretty early because we stayed at the Holiday Inn right across the street. Um, and then we got to the range early. We got there early enough to be the first ones on the range, actually, which was kind of nice for, well, yeah, we were for the event. The, we are going to hit the range because we thought it was going to get canceled. We were just going to hit balls. <laughs> get some yeah. swings in, at least. Yeah, and so we got there. We were the only ones on the range, which was nice, you know. But, um, you know, because most events you get there and the balls, you know, the range balls are all gone. And, well, I think yeah. I hit balls for like two hours. I saw you over on the range for a very, very long time. I got done putting, and I went to my cart to put my stuff up, and I looked over and go, he's still hitting golf balls. Right. This It's incredible. I, you, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I, w- I would be broken after like maybe my second bucket. Um, but we all had – it was kind of – I mean, they did kind of a weird start. They did starts from both tee boxes. So like half, half the field went from one, half the field <clears throat> went from ten. And – uh you know, we got what was ours? Ours was like ten twenty, something like that. We only had three guys in our group. Yeah. We were flying. Yeah, was, we were. Flying. Pace of play was we were, awesome. We were right behind you. We had four. That was, <clears throat> that was the best pace of play tournament round I've played in a hot minute. It's been, it was great. Everybody's trying to beat the round. I think they should so. do that more often. I really well, I, think they should be doing. Shout out uh, Nathan Simler. Yeah, yeah, cranking out those tee times. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he was in no. He was in no position to to slow down because he's like, I really want to go play golf now. Oh yeah, he, he was, I even he was told put him, into like, that put like, into that role. I was like Nate, we need you at more more tournaments to run the tee times. He goes, Yeah, dude. I'm, he's like, I'm not playing. I want to go play golf. Yeah, of course. You don't want to run the tournament. Like, you want to play in the tournament. He's just cranking those things out. We were running like 20 minutes early at one point. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we well, we, had, we had the group in front of us, but we never had anybody really behind us. And that was what was nice because that's always the, the hardest part is getting pushed by everybody else. And, uh, you know, the group behind us was just – it was a foursome. We were only a threesome, yeah, and we were just trucking along. Yeah, we were trucking along. Um, yeah, you got you got saddled with Rosenball, <laughs> which he's always a treat because he's just got stories and stories and stories. We need to get him on the show at one point. Oh, yeah. When we travel, we will yeah. get him on the show because yeah. he is absolutely hilarious. He is, he is a great Rosenbaum. time. A great oh, yeah. Time. He talked about – what did he talk about yesterday during one of the weather breaks? Man, I had to go back to school and get the get yeah, the education talking, to learn talking. the math on how to get back in Division Five. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, I learned how to do all the division and the multiplication and the admin subtracting. Now I know how to 
had to work my handicap being Division Five. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. Like that's exactly how he talks too. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's it is, and it's quite funny. It's quite funny riding I, with him too. I love playing with that dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember when we saw him out in Arizona? We called him the Blueberry. Yep. Because he was dressed in like solid blue, blue all the way. Blueberry Rob. Yep, Blueberry Rob. And not only that, but he has the Callaway shirt that he made himself. It's yep. not even like it's not even a licensed Callaway gear. It's just if you're listening, Callaway, don't go after him. He printed up a Callaway shirt that's just like his own gear. And it's smart. I mean shit. It's it's comfortable. He wore he wears it to every event. It's yep. it's hilarious. But uh but yeah, so how did your guys' how'd you guys' rounds go yesterday? Well, I was uh a little opposite of Brandon. I was playing like doggy doo doo. I was King of the bogey train for about six holes, and then we got that weather, the first weather break, and I came back out. My putter got hot. Um, I played really freaking Todd Gersh, that son of a bee. If he could, every time I would hit a good shot, he would hit a good shot. Is that like, the is that the steady Eddie you were talking about? Yep, oh, yeah. definition of steady Eddie. I was like, Todd, could you just hit one bad shot, please? And I was like, just give me, just give me one bad shot so I have a chance. And so I was in second pretty much all day. I was like the putter got hot. I was I played really well. Um, I was down one when we pulled up to eighteen, and it was obviously it's split fairway over the water to the green. It was like two eighty to carry, but we were straight in like it was straight into a wind off the right. Yeah, <clears throat> and I was like, well, I'm a hit driver. I was like, normally I'd hit like a three wood at that green, but I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll hit driver. It's into the wind a little bit, and then I just didn't hit it very good and hit it in the water, but. Um, I had to, Todd was going to make par better, so I had to do something crazy, and it just didn't, I took the risk and didn't get the reward. Yeah, so, no, I mean, we we all saw it. We were all sitting there on the deck watching, and I, was, I think I think the conversation between us all, like, I think it was me and Jake and, um, what's a, a Dar- Garrett, uh, Garrett. Garrett, yeah, we were all standing there, and he's like, is he? Oh, head cover's coming off. He's going for it. He's going for it. I go, no, that's got to be a three-wood. That's got to be a three-wood. He goes, no, dude, he's going for it. And then another guy's like, he goes, the other guy in his group, he's a long driver, too. He's going to try for it as well. Well, And And, Garrett Garrett sent me the video of mine. You know, you just see it plop in the water. Oh, yeah. But I was, uh, I remember I hit the ball, and Jake goes, oh, it looks like he hit it good. Watch out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all we saw was splash landing, and we're like, oh. And then we see you, like, standing on the bank. Like looking for a place to drop, and I'm like, dude, you get line, you get the line, go back, back to the to fairway. fairway, do go not drop the there, please don't drop That's on that. Was, in case there's like a little flat spot down there, I'm, I was thinking about yeah. it because it's a lot easier to hit a flop shot when I can place the ball in the rough. Yep, because it was lift clean in place anyway. So I was like, if I can place it down there and it's somewhat flat, I was like, I can just hit a 50 yard flop shot onto the front of the green. But yeah, I was like, there was not a good place to drop down. There. No, there's there was no good place to to drop on that one. I mean. You literally had to take line of sight, go back to the tee box, and just yeah. drop it on the fairway on a yeah, good so flat spot. I took my triple in 18 and ended up in fourth, but I would have been real upset with myself if I didn't go for it and still got second anyway. So Nice. And we all know we all know how old B. Hale over here did. <sighs> rough. Yeah. Rough. A little rough? It's terrible. No. Wasn't I, terrible. I was I mean, playing good. I was playing great up until that first break. Yeah. And coming back from it, I immediately went. Well, I parred that par three, but then tripled it eighteen. To give to give kind of backstory on that, uh, kicked us we, like we're yeah like we're at Kinderhook. Yep we uh, we had inclement weather pushing through, so it was it was just waves of weather coming through, and it would literally come through. They would blow the horns. We would all get off the the, the course, 
And then, you know, they'd wait about 45 minutes. We'd all go back out, start over, or start, you know, where you left off, and they play a little bit, and then they kicked us off the course again, and then they kicked us off the course again. Yeah. And finally, we ended up finishing what – I mean, I finished at like four. I think you guys – you finished at like six. You finished at like five. Yeah. So you were we were all about an hour out from each other. Yeah, I had yeah, just hit the uh, – my uh, drive on 18 when they blew that last whistle, so – Almost, yeah, it was almost done. Yeah, because you were you were waiting on the fairway. You and came then, into the clubhouse, and I was sitting there with uh, I think Luke, the guy you went in the playoff with. He was in my group, and he was sitting with me. And he's like, "Yeah," he goes, "He goes, yeah, he needs a par to win it." And then, you know, he's he's sitting there wondering what the heck's going to happen. And you're like, "Well, my ball's out in the middle of fairway. I'm just waiting to go back out there." And yep. you know, then Rosenbaum's like, "Oh man, yeah, he he pummeled it down the fairway. It's <laughs> down there on the right side." And uh, and and Luke's just sitting over here like. Like he's just trying, waiting to see his fate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that 18, that was, I was surprised to see that that was the number one handicap hole on the course. Yeah. Did you it, know that? It was so easy. I will say. Wait, uh, 18 hole? No. Or 18th Wait. Hole. Um, like the 18th it was, hole. It was nine. R9. Yeah. Yeah, nine. That was the number yeah, one handicap hole on the course. Yeah, I hit a six iron both times. Perfect position in the middle of the fairway. And still hit in the water. Going for the green. Well, no, that was, that was, that was on number, that was on 18. Yeah. On your on your playoff. I was talking about I was talking about your like number nine. Oh number nine on the And then number course. nine you needed four to push the playoff. Yeah. Because you, you gotta know? go in between those two trees. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a big it's hill. Like there's like had, a big lump right there by that tree. Field goal on that hole. Yeah, and that's why I was like, How is this the number one handicap for Yeah. That's trees. probably it. Is that par four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was par four. Yeah, it was downwind. Like, like but... actual number nine. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's hard to say what was downwind. It was It was literally, I mean, we're talking like 35 mile an hour gusts of wind. It was pretty swirly. And, yeah, and no matter, like, it was like, so we'd go into the clubhouse, we'd come out, and like, when we went into the clubhouse, the wind was in our face. Now we're coming out, and it's at our side, and it's coming from our back at one point. Yeah, it's it was... like, there was no telling where the wind was coming from, and it just made every everything different, because, you know, you got 100, and what was that? What was that par three? 181. Was it, it was 190? One, it was 189 to the flag. 189 to the flag. Playing and, 235? Yeah, because I had to pull out. I had to pull out the three wood. I, hit it, I, I actually got <clears> the closest <throat> to the pin on that. It wasn't that far. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was 181. From our, our flag. You were a little back. Yeah. Well, you you play different tee boxes. It was, and number, I was being in number, Division three. What was that number eight? Which one? The hole. The par three? Or no, it was number no, seven. No, seven. Number seven. Seven. On the course. Was that the uphill one? No, into the wind. No, it was into the wind. It was Straight flat. Into the wind. It was actually flat. It probably played about two hundred for you. Oh, guys. I hit a, I hit a seven iron on that one. Because there was that one par three that kind of had like valley. There was that like one par three of the valley, and you had to like hit on a slanted uh, green. Those pin Dude. placements yesterday were, yeah, were, were touchy too. I mean, they, they were, did not a straight putt yesterday. No, those, well, those, they'd also those greens yeah. are. Those but those, those greens still had right sand there. on them. They were still aerated. They were still a little rough. There were some. There were some Sunday Sunday pins out there yesterday. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, those made I mean, a lot of fun though. There was a couple of them that that's. I mean, that was where my game fell apart was the putting, um, and it was more or less just because you know some of the pin placements and where I put my ball. It was like if I overshoot this, it's just going to roll off the green, you know. And it just got me timid. And I mean, that's where the three putts come in, and that's where problems start. But then the driver started feeling bad, and everything just went to hell, yeah. you know. And then I was just like, mm, I'll just finish this yeah, out that, and that field goal wait for Columbia. Whole mm-hmm. you guys are talking about. I was like, I think I had twenty yards in that green. I had, it was like 145 left to it, but I was a little right. It was right after the last <clears> break that when we came back out, I mean, there was some strong winds 
Dude, I those, mean, it was uh, the hardest it was blowing all day. The last one? That, yeah, that, yeah, that cold front came in, and I'm trying to hit an approach shot. Yeah, we're putting, I need par to win. We're putting on one of those par threes, and it was like, we get mm. out there, and we're like, get, we're just sitting there waiting to hit our putts, and we're like, man, this is, I haven't been cold all day until now. Yeah, I was actually aiming like 15 yards left of the front <clears> of the green <throat> to try and hit the draw, since I'm a lefty, mm-hmm. up and over that tree. And when I hit it, we thought it was a great shot because we saw a ball land. Well, it was yeah. one of the other guys in our group had hit. So I couldn't find my ball at first, and one of the guys saw it. He's like, it's over there. So we had to go find it by the cart path of that other hole, and then I had to hit a punch shot. Some of those there was a pins, lot of punch shots tree. yesterday. There was a lot Some of, of those pins were there. super deceiving, too. Yeah. Like, the pins? There's a, oh, you yeah. know that par three that had the little, like, bathroom house up yep. behind yep. it? That one, that's the one I was talking about with the valley. Yeah, the so kind of, me and Todd, I hit my tee shot. I hit, like, <clears> I hit like a... Like a knockdown seven, I think. I was gonna hit eight, and I just decided to pull seven because it was gusty. Yeah. And um, so I hit like knockdown seven. Like we think, I thought I was like perfectly pin high right, like thirty, like twenty, thirty feet. Tom Todd hits his. We that fucker was coming down on the flag. Like <laughs> literally, like we thought he was like three feet, like tapping birdie. He was like twenty yards short, wasn't he? Oh, dude, we were all like he was like f- front edge of the green, had like a sixty foot putt. I had like a. I had a 40-foot putt off on the right side of the green. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> well, you saw that You saw that hole. Uh, I think it was, like, number three. I mean, on the back. It was the one that literally had the, the road right next to you and then the pond to the left oh, and the 11. hill. You had that narrow, narrow yeah, alley 11. to hit that ball. I'm like. That was our second hole. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's a great. I mean, that's how, like, really? like, that's got to be the hardest hole on the course by a long shot. I hit it in the water on the left. Mm-hmm. Dropped. Stuck it next to the pin. Everybody in my bar. group, everybody in my happy. group pulled a driver, and uh, I think I think Ryan went. Ryan went to the road. I know three. And then he went to the road. He went to the road, and then he went to the ditch. He couldn't find the second ball, so he just he conceded the hole. And then um, I ended up. <clears throat> I was trying to really decide between driver and four iron on that hole, and I was like, I was like, you've been hitting your driver so good. I was like, I was like. Drivers like literally what my game is, as people know. But I was like, I've been you don't my, say. I was like, I've been hitting my driver so good. I was like, just trust it, tee it a little lower, and just, just wind was off the right. If the wind wasn't off the right, I never would have hit driver there. Yeah, because like if it's not off the right, then like if it's off the left, there's the chance my miss comes in. And I hit in the road, but I was like, I was like, just hit your driver, and I hit it, and this sucker goes gets past the trees, and I figure you know the wind's gonna hit it, it's mm-hmm. gonna go left. That sucker just went dead straight, didn't get touched <laughs> by the wind, and I was like. Please don't fade. Wait, you were like, you were behind us, right? Yep, right behind. Uh, the guy that wears the really bright clothes. Yep. He uh, he. We were up on we were up on the green, and all of a sudden, this yellow ball comes flying by us. And he <laughs> yeah, bladed and pissed out of that, <laughs> and we're like, whoo! Like it went right by us, and it was in the rocks. And he came driving it up. He's like, "Sorry." It's like, yeah, but uh, you kind of screwed on that one. Like yeah, you may want to take a drop. Took, <laughs> I, I didn't took realize. four shots and he didn't. I took a hybrid. I took a hybrid on that one. I like, didn't realize I, how I much room easy. there isn't between the fairway and the OB mm-hmm. because I was like, my ball is basically like oh, there's no room. My ball is no basically room. dead centered down that right rough, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, there's plenty of room right there because like it's probably it looked like it was like twenty yards from the there was two, two there was two holes like and that. There was another one. Um, I ended up in that greenside bunker. Five. Yeah, that no. Was it the par five on the? You know, Tommy had out of bounds all along the right hand side, but it was like it was like a very narrow strip of rough. I know I, what you're talking I, about. I, yep, yeah. I won the uh, skin on that hole with a par. Not with a par, yeah. 
I think I came away with a bogey. It was delicious. Um, yeah, it was like I, we saw mine come down, like splitting that rough, basically. And I was like, oh, there's plenty of room right there. And we got up there, and I was driving down. And I was like, oh, that no, is there's not really I close. Thought, because mine 16. ran that line. Mine ran the line, and I'm like, it'll be it'll be all right. It's not that bad. I didn't realize how close. And, it and was. Luke and our group was like, oh, it opens up. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. Get down there. It didn't oh. open up. That's it's like come on, don't I was in that. the I that's ended the course up in that. boundary. Yeah, that's that's like, it doesn't open up. We're standing on the tee box and I was like I was like I thought I saw like a little the dudes were still in the green but like they didn't turn around or anything, but I thought I saw like a little white speck in like the greenside bunker on the right there. The yeah. little, little tiny one. Mm-hmm. I ended up being in that and I was just like I got so lucky. I was like if I hit that yeah, another five are, yards, yeah. that thing's OB. One of the guys in your group had to come back and re hit on that hole, right? Because he came back. Oh, that was you. <laughs> if you can't see me over the voice here, uh, I'm raising my hand slightly because that was me who had to go back and re-hit Whoops. because I couldn't find my ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was that was a rough hole. Like, that one, and like I said, the one with the roadway, you know. Actually, I ended up parring the one on the roadway because I went from – actually, I, was, I hit it on the side of the hill. I had to hit off the side of the hill. And I kind of I hit it to the left too far, and it was down by the tree on the left hand side by the cart path. And I had a blackout moment where I actually knew how to chip, and I chipped it within like two inches of the hole, and it was just a tap in par nice. from that point. So didn't win a I scan did. because apparently other people got that one too. Hardest hole in the course, and they oh, they and automatically uh, get it. Somehow I always uh, a lot of people know I cut Cliff's eagle on uh, Chambers Bay on the hardest par five uh, by making a sixty foot eagle putt. He's still mad about. Uh, He's still mad about that. Well, it cost well, him about. It's like a six hundred dollars super skin. Yeah. It was, wow. Yeah. And you so, mean like Ziggler did to me at at it was literally at Chambers. The one time in my life that I get an eagle in a tournament and I get cut because somebody else got an eagle in the same it, tournament. At Chambers, that is the hardest hole on the course. Like that's one of the co- few courses where like the number one handicap hole is truly the number one. That's handicap that's hole. really the only major I think I'm going to be going and to. This it year was is, is Chambers basically like You'll huge part huge um, uphill par five like bunker all like waste bunker all the way down the right side. Mm-hmm. I hit a drive. I had like 190 in. Um, flared my flared my approach shot. I was on like this right little like I had a five yard peninsula that I landed on. I look at my caddy. I'm like up here look good for the putt like up in this spot. He goes, yeah, I like it. I sunk a sixty footer for eagle, and Cliff was the only other person that eagled that hole. Yeah, he's. Probably, and then so 17, he didn't seem very bitter yesterday at you for it. <laughs> he every time I bring it up, he gets mad about it. Of course he uh, does. You just cheated <clears throat> him out of six hundred dollars. Yep. Well, and then seventeen yesterday, where he's like, I hit it to like two feet, and then made birdie. And mm-hmm. in fact, Hosenholt was the only per- other one that Hosenholt. Yeah, Hosenholt. Hosenholt. I always get that name. Hosenholt. I was I like Hosen, Hosen, Hosen Holt. Hosen, Hosen show. Ryan, if you're and listening, so, you're now Hosen Holt. Yep. And so I was like, I was like, I was after the round. I was like, there's no other, there's no way anyone else birdied that hole. And like, it was RH was the initial. Yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's always yeah. someone I know that I kept the. Super he actually, from, he actually, and had, I'm okay with that. He was he was hit or miss all day long. I mean, he was he was on, he was off. But that Luke guy, he he turned it on, man. He was. He turned it on after the the second break, yeah, and he was on. Line, right? Yeah, he was on the rest of the day. Like it was his home course too. Steady. Yeah, he was. He's a member there. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. I didn't know it was a private country club, but I mean, is that private? Really? Yeah, it's private. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's in nice. great shape. I'd like to see it with leaves on the trees. I'd I would not because then <laughs> yeah, because it was a lot easier to hit through those trees whenever there's yeah, no leaves and, on them. Me and Todd were talking about that, and I was like, it's really like 
the trees aren't really even a factor, but I was like, I can see where, like, if it's those trees are full, that place gets real intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I like to see what's a fast I kept too. getting, like. Because we played it last year for the opening tournament, and so kind of same conditions. It was cart path only, been raining. We were lucky to get the tournament in. They do a great job of letting us play. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see that course with its full green speed. Well, and, and I think that's how trees. they that's how they got us in for the tournament is, you know, being kind Time of almost year. it's out of season. Yeah. You know, once it's in season, this it's not gonna happen. Well, Same thing with Columbia today. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a smaller town, so you'd think that we could actually find a day during you'd the season. Think that, but I got, no. I could just kept it in super those little tiny trees. That like annoying. I kept missing fairways by like a foot. Like, and like one, one, two foot in the rough, and I was like behind a little tree. <clears> and <throat> I was like, there's no, I was like, it was, I can see where, like, especially if those are full leaves, like that place is a lot more intimidating. On number eight, the long par five that was playing straight into that 30 mile an hour wind, I was <laughs> in the right side of the fairway and I still had a tree in my way. Mm-hmm. I hit it, yeah, because I hit like, I hit driver and like, Todd, Todd hits his driver first because he's a super ready golf guy, which I love. So he was just like, he'd, Pull up to the tee box, pulls driver out, just go hit. Um, but he was like, he hits his drive. He goes, yep, there it is, about 150. <laughs> and I hit my drive, and I was like 100 yards ahead of him. But I was like, I was like, I hit my ball. And I was like, because he, he's a little dinker. He just mm-hmm. dinks it out there straight every time. And he was like, uh, I was like, I hit mine. And I'm like, dude, that probably went like maybe 200 yards. And I hit it good. Like, I smacked it. Yeah. it that wind died. was no joke yesterday. That like, wind was absolutely no yeah. joke. I mean, it got to a point where people were texting me going, like, you guys are right up there? I'm like, what do you mean am I all right up here? And they're like, it's, it's like really bad storms. You should have like, sent a picture hanging onto your cart. I'm, I'm making it. Yeah. We're going to make it. We're hanging in there. Well, and then yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I, I figured out that, you know, we had all the walkers in the groups. And it wasn't because, it wasn't because they wanted to. Some of them had to because they didn't have enough carts. Yeah. There's plenty of carts yeah. in the barn. Still. No, those were all p- uh, private carts. Yeah, it's all member carts. Those are all member carts. Well. So they didn't have enough carts. And uh, well, so, I mean, I some people walk. walk. I oh. was going to walk if it was cart path only. But yeah. then uh, Nathan was like, you asked Nathan when we were on the range, you're like, is it cart path only or off? And he goes, it's off off path. And we're like, guess I'm getting a cart then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Know, like, I get pretty sore if after I walk because I don't do it enough. So with, well, the, with the tournament today, I yeah. mean, well, you got those save you, the legs. Get, you got that dad strength though, so you're all right. Well, grandpa strength now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because I love walking, I could walk three days in a row. Yeah, four days. I, in a row. That, that's I, my I goal this year. My goal this year is to walk more. I, I could walk three days in a row, but then I have to rest for four days. <laughs> I mean, I can do it. I am, yeah, I am also the youngest in the group. Yeah, by a long shot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll I I plan on at least walking once a month, like picking a course and walking once a month. I think we should. I think we need to walk Sunflower more. That was a really good walking course. Except for I want two. There's two holes. Three. At least it's better than Mules. Man. Starts off with like, <laughs> Mules, Mules is, is all hills. Mules is like Mules I'm going to kill you no, on hole number one. one. Hole number hole one, one yeah. is terrible because you got to go down and up, and it's steep. yeah. Mules and goes, then you got to go down and up. Mules, Mules says, I'm going to kill you on hole one and, and ruin you, the rest of your round. And then let you relax. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And even then, it's still so undulated that, like, even though you're not really walking up hills, you're going up and down so much. Mm-hmm. It's, but it was, I like walking Mules. Best thing that about was a Mules one. is go from the green to the tee box is really close. Yeah. You don't have any, any long walks to a tee box. Oh, no, it's well, it's very well connected. Yeah. but That's but, why, like, Falcon Lakes is not a good walking course. Falcon Lakes isn't. Dubs is not. Dubs is way too long to walk. That's a uh, long no. course. I walked. I've walked Dubs a couple times. I like walking that one. 
I mean, I'm sure it'd be fine, but it's a long course. It's a really long course. But you're not even close to 30 it's like yet. seven. It's like 7,000. But you're not, oh, you're not I to- close to 30 years dude, old Dude, I totally yet, forgot. So you can walk you know, anywhere. My ADD has just kicked in. Uh, Columbia Country Club is the one with the really creepy haunted house behind one of the greens. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, wait wait that, till that you see this thing. You, you're going to look at that and be like, oh, that's definitely haunted. The, the uphill par three, right? Yeah. That, yeah. The uphill par three. We were it's, making fun it's, of that it's like, that's, that's definitely haunted. Like, yeah, absolutely haunted. Because it, lo- it literally looks like it, it's like a German, like it's German architecture. So it looks like there's somebody going to lure children in there with candy, like from a German folklore tale. We, uh, we were making fun of that last night because we had a light that kept one of those cube lights up there. kept flickering. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, haunted. <laughs> oh, that's how it was when we went to Casey's. Like, we went to Casey's in the, the we, like, the, the coolers where you get your drinks. Like, all it was was, like, a couple of them were blacked out, but they were just had flickering lights. It looked like something out of The Last of Us. I was like... Okay, something infected is going to jump out of here <laughs> through the monster energy drinks and just consume me. But but yeah, yesterday yesterday was yesterday was a lot maybe, of fun. I thought they I thought they did a really good job with the weather, like handling the weather. Yeah, they, they pulled did. us off before it even rained. And yeah, they did a really good yeah, job. Allie, the, Allie did a great job. Like yeah. I hate getting called in for weather, but like they did it right. Yeah, they yeah, like it, what was it at Kinderhook that one year? They pulled us off as it started raining. No, it like, was after. No, we had been getting poured on. We yeah, that's right. That's right. For like a hole. Mm. And, then, and they then they pulled us off, in. but they didn't pull public play off, and we had a bunch of mixed-in public and, and, well, and tournament play. they told play. public to come off, but public doesn't have to listen to our tournament people. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's different. Oh, different no, with how good we both played yesterday, maybe we should have just, like, slept in the same bed again. You're right. Yeah. That's. We'll find out today really. if, if we need to sleep. Together every time before a tournament, or this is getting really off the rails and creepy. Well, for those of you that aren't aware, Brandon's cheap and Matt's cheap, so they shared a bed. We shared a room, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, you shared a bed. So we shared a room, we booked it, it was a two bedroom, and we opened the door, and there's a single king. And I was like, Well, like big spoon or little spoon, Brandon. (laughs) It would sound like who's gonna win the fight, like, yep. Well, no, Matt. There was no fight because Matt didn't bring shorts, so I had to be a little spoon. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah, makes a definite difference. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break uh, because Brett Nursky has a uh, interview coming up and a pretty big announcement. So we'll uh, we'll break for that, and then when we come back, we're going to have a discussion uh, around our from the gallery hashtag from the gallery hashtag hashtag, hashtag from the gallery hashtag hashtag from the gallery. Um, in our, our question of the week. So we'll be, uh, we'll be right back. All right. How are we doing today, guys? Uh, this is Brett with the saving par show. And, uh, just wanted to kind of share some news with you that we have partnered with improve golf to be our official sponsor for the podcast. Uh, and today I have joining us, Mark Lukenbill, uh, the creator, founder, CEO, the, the main guy for improve golf. How are we doing, Mark? Oh, doing great. Doing great, Brett, man. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you guys uh, uh, finalizing this up and, and excited to do some great things together. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, this is our kind of in- introduction uh, part. And then uh, we got some other stuff planned uh, throughout the year. And uh, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, you know, how how did you come up with this and why did you come up with this? Yeah, yeah. Well, um should we start with like just what improve is first and then kind of yeah. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know improve um, we just launched. So the company itself is improve sports. Uh, we're launching a series of peer to peer sports education platforms. 
Um, our first app in the market is Improve Golf. Uh, and Improve Golf, it, it is it's a peer-to-peer on-demand marketplace for golf lessons. So we're allowing um, any individual with the capacity to instruct a, a business product to manage and, and grow a book of business. So uh, managing a dynamic calendar, responding to lesson requests, publishing social content, uh, being able to, to rate and review students' courses. Um, and then from the student side of it, it's a place for you know, anybody that's looking to one, you know, get introduced to the game or people that are playing competitive to, to grow a little bit. Maybe they've got a tournament coming up on the weekend. They're like, hey, you know, I got some time Friday at two o'clock. Can anybody meet me out at Falcon or Dubs and help me work on, you know, my short game, right? Uh, sending requests out to coaches and then finding the right fit for them. So being able to look at reviews, look at feedback, look at profiles and say, and, and really just trying people out too. Um, I think right now, the way that, you know, golf lessons are set up. Our pros are, are booked to capacity, maybe months in advance, right? We're very impulse on demand people. Um, and sometimes if you go to like other providers, they, they want to lock you in for multiple lessons. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but what if there's a personality fit, right? There's a huge monetary risk right there um, by finding somebody that you might not agree with their methods or might not, um, you know, work with the way that you want to work. And so, our, our, our decision to bring the apps to market was to allow anybody a single place to, to find the right instruction for them. And then really anybody with uh, you know, the skills and the capability to offer their services doing it. And it's all free. I mean, we just, we're just trying to grow the game. Yeah. I like that. You said that, uh, that, you know, uh, I have, a I have friends uh, that are PJ pros and you're, you're totally right. You know, they're, they're booked out forever. Uh, you know, like you said, months at a time, uh, they're usually pretty costy. Uh, but I like, I like, I like that, that you can, like, you could, you could book me for a lesson. I'm not, you know, the greatest golfer, but I've been around the game for, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, yeah. I kind of know, I know a few things, uh, you know, and I could help, I could help that, you know, up and coming golfer that started, that just started with golf and, uh, and to get them to get them going to that next level so yeah, yeah that is, that, you know you think about like how intimidating golf is to new players right um people especially brand new to the game it's intimidating to go up to a clubhouse and ask the pro for lessons to spend 200 dollars to go spend an hour with them right if i just want to know you know what's course etiquette right what's basic swing mechanics that's something i can get um a lot higher value out of for a lot less cost and find somebody that obviously i'm a lot more comfortable with so right so what what uh, what made you want to start this uh, the golf side or yeah, just, well, yeah. just so, the business uh, yourself business in itself? Yeah, dude, that's a, so it's a really crazy story. So I've been around golf my entire life too. I played since I was seven. Uh, played in high school and um, I managed leagues for a long time. I set up some tournaments with a nonprofit that I have here in Kansas City and um, like. Aside from golf, my real life job was commercializing transportation tech products. So what I do on a day-to-day basis is I work for um, large transportation and supply chain companies, and I help them uh, take tech products that they design and then take them out to market. So from MVP to alpha to beta to commercial products. And and it's fine, but it's corporate America, right? And like the idea of being able to wake up every day, be surrounded by a game that I love, be able to share that game with other people. Uh, and grow the game. I mean, that's the ideal dream for anybody. But um, it started, it was back in 2021. And a buddy of mine was getting married. And my wife, she's like, you know, why don't you guys, because we do the same thing for every bachelor party. We just go play golf. And then, you know, we have way too many beers. And sometimes we end up at the strip club, right? Um, So she's like, why don't you guys just hire a bunch of girls to go caddy for you? 
And I'm like, that's genius, right? Like, why would we not just hire a bunch of girls in bikinis to go do the bachelor party? That sounds like a great idea. Um, so then I start down this rabbit hole online. I'm like, where would I even find that? So I'm looking around. I'm not seeing anything in the Kansas City area. A couple options out in Vegas, but it's not like you have to go to the websites and request in. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, what happened to caddies, right? Um, so my buddy Tyler, who we'll, we'll get on a, an episode later on, um, his uncle has a place at Diamante down in Cabo. And Diamante is a fabulous resort if you guys haven't gone. It's, uh, Tiger Woods has El Cardinal course there. They've got the dunes. They've got this Oasis course. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, every time we go down there, uh, we get caddies. And it's an amazing experience, right? I mean, it's, it's stuff that we wouldn't even think about, like 140-yard par three with wind coming off the ocean that we can't fill. And the guy's like, play at 195. I'm like, you're out of your mind, right? And then I hit an eye, <laughs> you know, 60 yard short of the green. Um, so I'm like, why don't we have caddies here in the US, right? It's, a, it's weird that I can't go out to a course right now if I want to have somebody come walk with me or, or ride with me and um, teach me how to play a new course. So that started that rabbit hole. And then I got into like, okay, well, what if I just wanted a lesson? And so then I reached out to Falcon Lakes and I started talking to Colby, the pro there. And that's where kind of the ideation came. I talked to him about the idea to create something to help um, supplement an offering for him. And the great part of the feedback that we got from him and, and Trey at Doves was that, you know, with an offering like Improve, it allows the courses to keep the revenue there. Somebody comes into Colby and they're like, hey, I'd love to get a lesson, right? I'm struggling with this, this and this. Colby's like, yeah, that's great. I can get you in July 7th at 2 p.m. Somebody's like, well, dude, it's April, you know, like, uh, I want to kind of want to focus on it now. So his option is, does he send them to a competitor course, right? Um, or does he have an offering to say, hey, you know, we've got four or five coaches that we know that are members here that are on the app. Like, here's, here's an app that allows you to schedule it on your time with people that we know that keeps the range balls there, keeps the people there, um, allows them to potentially convert, right? If they like the course, then maybe that's membership later down the road or food and beverage dollars, Right. Um, so actually, you know, we went through two years of, well, about a year and a half of um, market analysis. We actually had KU, Kansas University's uh, Innovation Center, do this market analysis research for us and found that the product doesn't exist. Um, with the COVID boom, there was a lot of uh, virtual golf lesson apps that came out, like Skillist and Golf Live, Me and My Golf. Um, and if you guys, if anybody's ever played golf, the swing is so nuanced and so unique to the individual that virtual lessons just don't do justice, right? One camera right. angle might not show your feet position or one camera angle might not show your shoulder tilt in the backswing, right? Nothing's going to replace in person. And no new golfer to the game is going to trust a virtual app, right? So we're like, okay, well, how come it doesn't exist right now? How do we build it? Um, so I found a partner here local in Kansas City, a, a, a tech incubator. And with their help uh, over the last year and a half, we've been building it and just launched uh, here at the Kansas Golf Show uh, February 24th. Yeah, I saw you guys there uh, with with yeah. Uh, Hatcher and yeah, with Hatcher. Yeah. He started talking talking to me about it, and it, it got my wheel spinning. And I was like, "Man, you know that that it's a genius idea." Because I always go back to what you said and how golf pros aren't always you know available at when you need them the most. Yeah, you know, like well, so before a big before a big point. tournament or something. Dude, absolutely, and so I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. So. um, we want golf pros in there, right? It's a marketplace. We want the availability for guys like you or anybody else that have uh, a decent background in golf to be able to teach, right? Um, but we also want our pros to be able to publish last minute cancellations. So we built a promotion feature in there where Colby, Trey, and these other pros, um, if somebody cancels on them at like two o'clock in the afternoon and they got nothing going on, they have no way to reach out to all the people that came in asking them months and months ago versus here, they can just publish the timeout and expose it to the whole marketplace. Uh that's very that that's very helpful. So, 
where what would you say like the biggest uh like what are you trying to like to accomplish the most out of this app uh, besides just helping golfers or are you focused more towards like the amateur the beginner uh the seasoned the seasoned person yeah you know i, I don't think that we have um a core like target addressable market we it's for everybody right i think that we'll probably see a lot of um a lot of growth in the beginner uh side first and foremost because it's a lot less risk for them right versus the traditional methods um we're actually working out some potential partnerships with some youth programs right now uh very close to those that um are allowing one-on-one instruction for our youth right now. Like the first tee is a great program. Uh, in fact, one of our uh, team members is actually a big, big part of the first tee program. Um, but group instruction is tough, especially at that age. Like, I don't know if you guys have kids or not, but I've got three kids. Uh, you put my six-year-old around five of his buddies. He's not paying attention to the instructor. Right? Yep, 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 correct. <laughs> um, and there's no, op- there's no option for that one-on-one. So we ha- we feel like we have a good, um, uh, you know, really good offering there. And, and then I think about like what Jake and those guys are doing with the, the Kansas city amateur tour, which is phenomenal. I love that. Right. Um, guys that can still compete. Right. So why not exactly what you said? Hey, I've got this tournament coming up on Saturday. Can somebody come tune me up? All of a sudden I'm pushing my driver 40 yards. I'm blocking it. Like, what am I doing? I don't know what's going on. Somebody meet me out at the range. Let me hit a bucket of balls and tell me what you think. Right. Giving those guys that option because we all, we're all chasing the dream, you know, like I want to be, I think all of us want to be on the senior tour some eventually, right? um, <laughs> yeah. but we all want to get better. And, uh, you know, that's the goal is like, how do we help people improve and we give them the tools necessary to do so? All right. Uh, that's, so obviously your apps probably launched on any, uh, app store for their, for their service. Yep, absolutely. So we're in uh, App Store and Google play. Um, one thing that I just want to preface it, right. So it's, we're still in startup mode. Um, any feedback that we can get from the community, we're proving the concept here in Kansas City before we take it globally. Um, we've got a really good partner out in Phoenix, Scottsdale, that owns a few courses out there um, that's going to help us when we're ready to go out there. But we're being really, really prescriptive about the launch. We want um, our local Kansas City market to test it first to make sure that we've got you know, all the bugs worked out, um, that we've got a solid, solidified product. And then from there, yeah, the goal is to take it nationwide and um, you know allow allow everybody the the same opportunities to find and give lessons and then, you know, grow the community, create jobs in each one of the communities and, and grow the game of golf. But yeah, it's a, a Apple iOS and Android. Right on. Yeah. That's, I mean, to start it out and, uh, you know, like Kansas city is big, but it's not, you know, like LA or yeah. know, a big, a big, a big market. But I mean, the, the golfing community in this area is, pretty rather large i mean you have so many courses within you know earshot of each other and then you know it's just it just it's 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 a really big market and people don't realize that but uh so if i want to get a lesson from somebody how do i go about doing that onto the app yeah it's really simple so the app's free to download you fill out a profile um basic information right what are you what are you trying to focus on what do you want to learn where uh what are some courses that you like um, when you get to the home page, there's four little tiles. It's really simple. You can uh, see a, caras- a carousel scrolling across the middle of the screen, which will show you um, all of the coaches where the, that last minute cancellation thing, right? If a coach wants to publish a time or add a promotion time, uh, they can, and the students see it right there. And you can say, oh, you know, this guy's open. Boom, book it. Push a button, book that time. Um, or you can send a lesson request out. So you basically say, 
you know, I want an in-person lesson. Um, I want to do it on either this date, this date, this time, this time, multiple options at this course, this course, this course. I want to focus on this. Um, I don't want to pay more than this and I don't want to drive further than this. And you basically put in whatever parameters that you want to focus on. And then that lesson request will go out to all these coaches that have signed up. And the idea for these guys, it's like, you know, you've got, uh, just like you said, right. I mean, may not be a scratch golfer, but you've got the tools and the capacity necessary to teach certain fundamentals of the game. I look at a guy, my friend Keith, he's a uh, eight handicap now. Um, I, I, sorry, Keith, if you're listening, I got your handicap wrong. I know the first one, <laughs> but I'm assuming you're an eight. Uh, but he, he knows the data science behind a swing. He knows launch angle, spin rate. He knows what all that means. He's got, he's got a launch monitor he can bring out, right? Now he's not good enough to make it on tour, not good enough to get a job at a course, but this guy can help you, right? He can help you improve swing speed. He's not a PGA certified guy, but he's somebody who can help somebody out. And so if he's got nothing to do on a Tuesday night, um, maybe he wants to make 50 bucks as opposed to go driving for DoorDash, responds to your lesson request and says, yeah, man, I'll meet you at Dubs, Falcon, Tomahawk, wherever, you know? So that so that would be the student side. So say I want to sign up as a coach. What, what do I need to do for that? Same process basically exact same process yep uh so the coach side's all about you building your brand um we want since this is an open marketplace right it's obviously the cream's going to rise to the top so the guys that are in there adding social content saying you know here's some swing tips here's some lessons that i've done in the past writing a description about um you know your accomplishments or accolades in golf putting your handicap in all that kind of stuff um and then from there, once you're giving lessons, you're just making sure that your students are giving you good reviews, right? Making sure that you're doing what the students are asking, you're accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish and saying, hey, after the lesson's done, if you like the experience, give me a five star. That's just going to help me grow my coaching business inside the app. Uh, but there's one or two ways that they can do lessons. They can respond to the requests when they come over. Um, they can manage a schedule. It's a dynamic calendar. So if they're working, all of a sudden they're, you know, three o'clock cancels, they got nothing to do in the afternoon. They could just basically just touch the three o'clock to four o'clock spot, say, you know, 80 bucks hit save. And then that'll go out for the students to see. Right on. So, uh, a golfer as yourself, do you play, do you play a lot of golf? Do you have you, I mean, do you use the app yourself? Yeah, actually. So, uh, I was the first one to get a lesson in my app and we've got it <laughs> documented here, which is great. Um, with hatch actually with hatch, uh, but yeah, man, I'm a member at Falcon Lakes. Um, I noticed you guys were just there last weekend. I was too. Yep. I play way too much golf, as my wife likes to remind me. But um, but honestly, man, you know, like uh, for me, uh, I have such you know, I have I have such great respect for what they do at Falcon that I had to get a membership there. And I, I don't know if you guys, if that's the first time you've been out there, you play out there quite a bit. Um, yeah, that was the staff. first time I've been there. That was the first time. What'd you think? Yeah. Of it? It was great. Uh, it'll be obviously a lot better when it dries up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but, super soaked this weekend. But yeah. the the greens were rolling super nice. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I was very impressed for a, a public course. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's a and it's I love I'm, I'm up here in St. Joe, Savannah area. Uh, so it's only about an hour away. Yep. And didn't even didn't even realize it. So yeah. Well, we just put was, in white it, sand bunkers uh, last year. Which that, I mean, that white sand just sets off. The, when it greens up, oh, it's just going to be gorgeous, man. Um, but the staff and the maintenance crew, they're, they're above and beyond in every aspect of it. Um, in fact, I've made a ton of friends there just through the Tuesday Night League and the membership. I mean, we'll do poker nights there. In fact, I had uh, my friends and family investment uh, opportunity for Improve there at the clubhouse. They're super flexible. And um, you know, most of the time, you know, 
even if you don't have a tea time, you can just go out there and if the tea sheet's not busy, they're like, yeah, man, grab a cart and go. Uh, right. Yep. Which the is good for potato. me because, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I say that's good for me because I have three kids, right? My schedule's super fluid. And like, um, for instance, if, if somebody cancels or I don't have appointments in the afternoon before my kids are out of school, I can go sneak off and play nine real quick, you know? Right. Or if something's going on and I actually have some free time that I, I won't know about it until typically right before, but it's, you know, awesome to be that flexible. Yeah. The sweet potato fries were phenomenal. Oh, dude. So they just got a new chef. Um, I have, I'm eating there for the first time Monday. Um, like, cause again with kids, right? Like I go play golf and then I've got to go home and cook dinner and all that kind of stuff, but we're going to have dinner there Monday. And I heard the chicken wings are incredible. I haven't had the wings yet, but, and I'm kind of a wing connoisseur. So I've got kind of a <laughs> snooty up, up nose towards my wings. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Right on. Well, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sponsoring the podcast. Uh, if everybody wants to check this out, improve golf on your app store. Um, you know, sign up as a coach, sign up as a, uh, a student, get a lesson, you know, give a lesson, uh, you know, check it out. You know, if you, like he said, it's free. Uh, if you, if you want to learn, uh, from somebody that's not a PJ pro, uh, that's going to probably save you a lot of money. Uh, obviously you're going to get the time that you want. Uh, so yeah, uh, check out improved golf. Uh, Mark, I, like I said, I appreciate you and I look forward to doing this at least once a week. Absolutely, and, uh, Brett. And then the tremendous job that you guys are doing with the show and what you're doing to try to, you know, promote the game of golf. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Really am. I appreciate the opportunity to come on, talk about what we're doing at improve. And then obviously continue this thing on uh, long into the future. Right. And then, uh, so from here on out, we'll probably have, uh, some little quick segments. We're going to do like a kind of like an improvement corner, uh, kind of like a play on words there a little bit, but we might change that <laughs> after <laughs> depending. Uh, but yeah, we'll have Mark on here and, uh, some of his other partners and we'll have, uh, I think we're going to get a, a teacher on here that's done a lesson with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, to see how all that goes and how it all plays out. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love to do something where we like, you know, we have some of our coaches come on and do some swing tips, like, you know, the improve your skills, improve whatever. And, um, talk a little bit about some things that they're struggling with, or, you know, maybe we have other guests on that are like, you know, I've been struggling with this and they able to have a conversation with the coach. Um, right. You know, something like that. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we have the, the hashtag, uh, from the gallery. Uh, so if you want to reach out on our Twitter or Facebook with a hashtag from the gallery question for Mark or me in our, uh, improvement center corner, whatever, whatever we're going to call it, uh, go ahead and get that out and, uh, we'll, We'll answer as best as we can, and um, I know Chris, our uh, IT guy, is what we call him. Uh, maybe I know he's got the equipment to do like a like a live remote, like on site type deal. So maybe we'll get down to Falcon some some weekend and actually do a, like a yeah, maybe like an on range or like maybe just do like a live lesson. Absolutely, absolutely. We're uh, you know we can have the clubhouse. They're super flexible on us being up there. You know. Uh, using the facility as long as there's not an event or something like that. So that sounds great. Uh, maybe we can go out and maybe play nine holes and record it, man. Talk about some on-course stuff while we're doing it. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, Mark, like I said, I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, coming on, being our sponsor. And uh, like I said, I, I look forward to doing it again. All right. Me too. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks Mark. Talk soon. And we're back. So at saving part, at saving part show on Facebook, TikTok. 
Brett should be creating an Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Google, Amazon, the whole nine yards. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us. At but Saving Park Show. At Saving Park Show. And remember, hashtag from the gallery, because that is our next segment, and we are going to talk about the Masters. The Masters is coming up. The Masters is, uh, what, next starts next Thursday? Yep. Thursday? Is it, really, is it really that soon already? I know, right? It's the, uh, it's it's like every four years it's on Easter. Dude, this last like three months has just fucking flown by. I know, right? And it's nice because now you can actually get out on the golf course every weekend because it's not like too cold or rainy. I mean, or, I did that anyway. But. Yeah, I know you did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, our our hashtag from the gallery uh, question of this this week is uh, you know it's it revolves around the Masters and there's probably gonna be a two parter to this, but it revolves around the Masters. And, you know, as you know, when you win the Masters, you have a Masters dinner. The Masters dinner is chosen by the previous year's champion, and he picks the whole menu. So the question of the week is, if you were that guy, you got to pick the menu, what would your menu be for the Masters? You have to pick three three courses here. You got appetizer, main course, dessert. So... I'm let's, going, let's start with Matt. Let's start with Matt. After he, I, I, he didn't think I noticed this, but I look over and he was sniffing his microphone, <laughs> <clears throat> trying to smell it. He was sniffing the microphone for some reason at Saving Parsho. At Saving Parsho. Um, no, I was so because we briefly talked about it last week about like mate this possibly being a segment, but I've always had my master's dinner in my head. It lay it is, on, lay it on us. Let's go. It is straight Cajun. Jambalaya, spicy jambalaya. But you, okay, you got to start with the appetizer. Yeah, appetizer, appetizer spicy, jum, jum, spicy spicy jambalaya. jambalaya. Okay. Uh, stuffed catfish. Stuffed catfish. How many appetizers are you getting? No, are you just so no, you're just entree. you're just trying to like no, make entree, the field sick before the entree you is, start the round? Entree, stuffed catfish. Okay. Stuffed. Dessert. We're going. Um, oh gosh, what was it? A big old piece of chocolate cake. That, that, that's that, not Cajun. That took a turn. It's not Cajun why dessert, but we're going chocolate night, cake. Chocolate stampede. Mm-hmm. stampede. He kept talking about the chocolate stampede yeah. at Longhorn. It was hilarious. <sighs> my question, okay, but I my question is wanna, like, what? I want to eat all that. What are you doing to your fellow Masters champions at this dinner, <laughs> other than destroying their colon? They're not playing. What do you mean? He's used to it. They're not playing. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great menu, but but I'm going to have to say, you know, you're going to destroy some colons. That's all right. There's not going to be a, a returning okay, I'll, champion. I'll give them a spicy, non-spicy option. Spicy, non-spicy option. Okay, there there you go, Matt. Brandon, Definitely the appetizer is going to be the uh, jalapeno popper wontons. Oh, from Mazingo. What's the name of the restaurant? Mazingo. Uh, I, fucking I don't know. It's I that farm there. to table. Farm to table. Yeah, I absolutely. I lived there for five years. That is like you know. the best. That was one of the best like appetizers de- I've ever deals had. they had there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was hands down. Uh, main course, just a steak, man. Probably a longhorn. Yeah. You oh, the longhorn, longhorn steak. You can't get those ever. God, dude. Okay, so okay, we're gonna stop real quick because last <laughs> night we got a longhorn steakhouse. 
and Brandon, he I, I hadn't been a Longhorn in forever. And asked Brandon, hey, what's good at Longhorn? Oh, of course, the steak. And then he goes, well, no, the Longhorn. Like, it's a steak. So yeah, he gets big a old porterhouse. He it's gets a big old porterhouse steak. It's we a get, T-bone, but thicker, and it's a little bit better. Yes. We, we, know, what a t- we know what it is. Some people don't. But so 24 ounce porterhouse. You're right. You're right. Some people don't. You're right. Some people don't. There could be vegans listening. I don't I don't know. We know any vegans. but We they, do they discriminate against vegans. We do not. Yes. We do not. I mean. Find us at no, Saving Par Show. We love everybody. Tag Matt at Saving Par Show with your, with your hey, comments. I eat the things that are eating your food, so it's okay. So, anyway, back to the story. So, he gets the Longhorn. Our server leaves. She comes back, what, maybe five minutes later and yeah. goes, I apologize, but we no longer have the Longhorn. Brandon, with a straight face, just guilt trips this lady <laughs> and goes, and goes, well, I just want two T. Te- I mean, can you he, put just two well, T-bones together? He goes, that's, that's literally the only that's thing the I get thing. here. That's the literally he the only thing I get here. That's, that's, that's the, the only, only reason I came here. That's the only reason and, I come to And she goes, I'll go get my manager. And she walks off, and the manager comes back. <laughs> and we were, I was like, I had to look at Brandon like, are you a joke? I hope to God you were joking, because that was kind of mean. And he's like, oh, I was joking. I'm like, but you looked so serious. That's, that's what makes it a good joke. Yeah, but she did not know it was a joke. She was good for her though. She was very no nonsense. Like, oh yeah, she didn't put up with this shit. She's like straight, straight to manager. But then the manager came over and goes, uh, "Hi, I'm so and so, and I I'm un- I heard you wanted to talk to me." Yeah. And I'm like, "We never asked for the manager, man. She played you. She she put it on you, man. She threw you under the Longhorn bus." Then we had to explain it was I was just having a little fun. I'm not, okay, so I'm not mad. So Brandon has Brandon has jalapeno jalapeno wontons. He yes. did never apologize. Brandon has the jalapeno wontons. He has the he has a porterhouse steak. We'll just say porterhouse steak. Porterhouse steak. Porterhouse steak. Dessert. <sighs> Tres leches cake. Tres leches. Ooh, ooh, that's, yeah. a, good that's a good choice. That's a good good choice. If I had if I had to pick my master's dinner, I would go. I'd probably go Italian down the board. I love like Italian food's my jam. Shocker. So, I mean, I would start. I would start nice. out with. I would start out with. Uh, with the calamari, I'd have a calamari dish. Ooh, love me but, calamari. but the antipot, the antipasta, the beginning, you know, you, bread, Italian bread, with the olive oil, in the pepper for dipping. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it's at. Yep. Followed by uh, just plain old spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, that's that's my I mean, Italian. It's, it's hard to beat a real good spaghetti and meatballs. It is. Like I'd probably just tell my grandma, "Hey, I'm flying you down to the Masters. You're going to create." Spaghetti and meatballs oh, for all be, these golfers. She'd be all about it, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And she would just probably make them all take a nap right after. Um, <laughs> and then if I, had to go, if I had to go with dessert, I'd probably go with cannolis. Like uh, some cannolis. That would be good. That would be perfect. Like a little, less, little powdered sugar on top. Whew. Do you put anything with the powdered sugar or just straight powdered sugar? Um, actually, like a chocolate uh, drizzle, chocolate, uh, chocolate shavings, chocolate yep. shavings. Because uh, tr- drizzle, drizzle gets too messy. Yep. You want you want the crispiness of that cannoli. But like my grandma makes it all by hand. She makes the shell. She makes the in, in like the filling and all that. But in the filling, she actually puts uh, part pieces of Hershey bar Ooh. in the filling, and it just it takes it to another level. But uh, but that's, that's one of those grandma secrets. Shout and remember, grandma. remember. Feel free to tag us on our Twitter, Facebook, wherever, uh, you know, at Saving Par Show. At Saving Par uh, Tag from the gallery and give us your master's dinner. Hashtag. Hashtag. You can't see us doing the, the symbols, but hashtag. Now, the second part of this. You have to create a master's dinner, but you can only use food from other restaurants. From restaurants. But you can't repeat the same restaurant twice. All right. So, so if you had, okay, Matt. You had to start, you had to do appetizer, main course, dessert, 
And then, like I said, it has to be restaurant for each one. So, I'm going to go with a, uh, so Smith & Walensky's in Chicago. Best stuffed mushrooms I've ever had. It's a good start. Appetizer. That's a good start. Appetizer. Entree, we're going, I got to go A&G in Maryville, Anthony's Pasta. That's we went there. Remember, that's where we referenced this in the last one. That's where Brett told the us Andes. about the remember the Andy's mint Andes story. Mints. Yeah, that was good. Got to go. Anthony's pasta from A and G in Maryville. Um, dessert. I'm going just because we made fun of it so much the last two days. I'm going uh, chocolate stampede from Longhorn Steakhouse. Served family style. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's like a four person dessert. Oh yeah, absolutely. But everyone gets their own four person dessert. Oh yeah. No one gets to share. Go ahead. Uh, appetizer. Let's go with some fried pickles from Twin, Twin Peaks. Best fried pickles. There right. you go. Okay. There best, you go. Okay. Pickles. There you go. <clears throat> Let's see. Appetizer. Main course. Main course. You're on the main course. I don't know. Probably a Longhorn. A Longhorn. Possibly. Possibly the Longhorn. Possibly the Longhorn. <laughs> We're still stuck. I still haven't had one. Uh, I, I, I still man. want one. Uh, it can be any. I mean, it could be anywhere. I'm. I'm saying it doesn't have to be a sit down restaurant. It can be like Five Guys, or it can be, you know, something along those lines. Dollar, like dollar double cheeseburger from McDonald's. There you go. He was no. raving about Arby's yesterday. We throw Arby's in there. Oh, White Castle. You can throw a White, White Castle. Castle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, again, again, everybody, Matt's already destroyed. Matt's original back. Masters dinner has already <laughs> destroyed the field might as well. with Cajun spice. You might as well clean the plumbing out of everybody else. And I'm pretty sure Gary Player would be shitting his brains out by the time he was done. <laughs> Everyone gets their own crave with that pack. White everybody Castle crave pack. with cheese. Yeah, with crave cheese. case. With crave cheese, cheese is the important case. part. With cheese. Yeah, we don't get them enough, so we forget. Okay, so so Brandon so far is is Twin Peaks fried pickles. White Castle Crave Case. Yeah. Now let's go with a good deep fried ice cream. Ooh, that, you see, you went Me- he went That's Mexican a, twice. Yeah. He went tres leches, and then he went with the uh, with they, the, the deep got, fried ice cream. Great those, those Latinos know their desserts. That is true. That is very true. And their foods. So I haven't really. I don't. I I was the one that came up with the question, and I never really thought about it. <laughs> so everything's going to be on the fly with mine. Yeah. Um, so if I had to say, if I had to say like an appetizer, and it's going to be across, it's going to be weird across the board here. Um, appetizer would definitely be, and this is going to sound crazy, but Cooper's Hawk has this bruschetta, uh, like appetizer, dude. It's got this like crispy, oh my gosh, dude. And it's got like a dollop of mozzarella cheese and some basil and some tomato. I would be down for that. That'd be love me some Coop, Cooper's Hawk bruschetta. Um, Haley doesn't like tomatoes, so I'm not oh, going to Dude, eat those. bruschetta is so good. It was so delicious. Um, if I had to go, if I had to go, the, the entree would probably be some wings from the peanut. Oh, that's peanuts a, wings. That's a great choice, dude. That would be. My parents get those all sitting the time. around, sitting around with all the guys who won the Masters in green jackets, just like, just like that's they're gonna have to go to the dry cleaner because they're just wiping, <laughs> like, like hot salsa sauce off of their like, there's like on their sleeves and those green jackets. Are oh torn, yeah, turn orange real quick. Oh yeah, and then dessert. You know, it's funny because I don't really get dessert anywhere. Like, so, like, at a restaurant, like, based dessert. Um, but, like, I would have to say, I'd have to say, I mean, it's going to be in general because I don't know what place to serve it, but, like, a chocolate lava cake. 
like where you know, like wherever. Let's uh, go with Gordon Ramsay's chocolate lava yes. cake because you know you know how it's like good, like firm on the outside, but when you cut open, it just oozes no, out. Just you want that ooey, with ooey, a gooey. dollop of vanilla ice cream on top. Yep. That would be like not that would be perfect. Not app, not crapplebees. We're Cheddar, not Cheddar's has one. Cheddar's? Cheddar's. Oh, yeah, I haven't been at Cheddar's. Cheddar's one is pretty good. I had that a couple Cheddar's months everything's ago. from scratch, I believe. Is it? Yeah, Cheddar's is pretty ideal. I doubt that. Pretty sure. It says it on the sign. It says it on the sign. I mean, yeah, but I don't McDonald's see any windows. Is, I don't see any windows into the kitchen. I mean, McDonald's is fresh, never frozen. So, uh, that's Wendy's. Yeah, that's not McDonald's. Oh, well, McDonald's is blah 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 blah. Square is definitely not fresh. Hey, do you know? Do you know why Wendy's never? You know why Wendy's burgers are square? Because they don't cut corners. <laughs> God damn. Ha! Yes. Yes. Got him. <laughs> Got him. I already got. I already got this morning for April Fool's Day. A buddy of mine. Buddy of mine sends me to. Buddy of mine sends me a text saying we got DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder. That is just crazy. And I was like, "Where did you see this?" He was like, "Oh, it's April Fool's Day." I'm like, "Don't pull that crap on me, man." Yeah, I know. I had to look at my watch too. I was like, "Oh crap! It is the first of April." It is the first. So I guess it's today's stay off social media day. <laughs> the thing is, but the thing is, is you never really described how it happened, and that was a great drive on eighteen on the playoff hole. Yeah, we'll just we'll just it, leave it there. Well, actually, no, let's not leave it there because actually, both of you had like the most epic playoff hole in Division Four history because they both had drives on the fairway. Well, and he thinned his tee shot. Really he did. Bad. He did, he but was he was way, still on the was fairway. Way back. Yeah. So he pulled out a. He pulled out a five iron, he and I talked to him after that. He pulled out a five iron, and we're standing on the patio. And if you if you don't know Kirksville Country Club, the 18th green literally sits below the patio, and we're sitting here watching it. And you see him hit, and I'm like, "Oh, that's got to sit. That's got to sit." And the guy sitting next to me goes, he leans over and looks back. I'm like, "Where'd it go?" He goes, "I don't know, but it bounced and went up." And then the club pro comes out and he goes, "Oh, it's on the practice green." Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Brandon, all you got to do is put this one on the green. Yeah. And he shorted a 60-degree iron. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> went splash. It went splat in the mud. I slid under a little bit, and I was 73 yards to the flag. It flew about 58. Yep. It went right into the water. And, and then was, you dropped right at the same spot, didn't you? Yeah, same spot. I, yep. did, I had the swing. And then you, you put I, it a little long of the hole. Yeah, I mean, you had to probably you add a little bit. Yeah, but it was still – that was actually your, your drop shot was a good shot, though. Mm-hmm. I mean – it makes and you feel better. But his chip, his chip that, from the practice green was, he, was dude, amazing. his chipping was on all day long. Did he, like, actually chip it off the practice green? No, they won't. No, he can't no, chip it. Okay. He, he gets yeah, relief. I figured. Actually, the club pro went up there mm-hmm. just to get the ruling for him. Yeah. Because he, he knows it better than most. Yeah. So, um, uh, Garrett yeah. Wilson did have a 12 on that hole. So, it makes me feel a whole lot Garrett, better about my seven. Garrett, if you're listening, if you're listening. Jake had a nine on that hole, too. Oh, yeah, those D2 guys. Terrible. If you're listening, Garrett, Matt just called you out. And Jake. Two divisions above you, and he called you out. Two divisions below below you. I think the worst hole in Division 4. Sorry, Cliff Austin. Your opening hole at Bears Best. Ooh, 14. A 14. I'm not going to say a word because all three, Mr. Cliff. I'm not saying a word because all of my rounds I have to stop at three over. <laughs> yeah, come come back to three so I can play with you, Cliff. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, that's it. We're going to get going because um, I know I know Brandon here has to go to uh, the.
the wonderful Dick Sporting Goods for golf balls. Um, they open up at probably ten o'clock, and we are three minutes till ten. Um, but we are uh, we're going to get out of here. We got to depart for the the country club of Columbia. Everybody have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And Brandon, Matt, thank you guys for for coming down to room two hundred three at the Country Inn and Suites and the at the Radisson two hundred three, not two hundred six, Matt. 203, yep. not 206. You ne- you just banged on somebody's door, like random person's door. Luckily, housekeeping was saying housekeeping at the same time, so I think they just didn't answer because of that. Yeah, that's you, you really lucked out on that one. All right, guys, thanks, and uh, everybody have a great one.